Hi, and welcome to Ask Grab, a Christian podcast. And come online and ask us any questions, be it biblical, church-related, Christian-related, theological-related, uh, uh, personal-related, uh, family-related, anything that really kind of comes to your mind and you guys have questions that you'd like to ask the pastor. You guys can always send us your questions. Kaylee, how can they do that? You can do that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ask Rev Podcast. You can also hit us up on TikTok at rev.wayne. And our email, askrevpodcast at gmail.com. That's askrevpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for sending in your questions this week. We actually have some very interesting questions to be answered. Yeah, I know I send that quite a bit, but I love seeing you guys' questions and you guys are sending them in. Because it starts to pique my interest and it makes me think about things. So, how about we just go ahead and jump in? All right, so, first question. Which church should I go to? Uh, the one that you want to go to. Yeah, no, uh, guys, we really, it, it might seem like a simple answer. Guys, the, the one thing that you really need to do when you're looking at a church is kind of figure out three things. One is the church teaching the Bible. That's a very important thing. You're going to church to be able to uh, have a relationship with God first, be able to worship God in all that you do. So make sure that he is teaching the pastor behind the pulpit is preaching the Bible, that they're teaching the Bible in Sunday school, all that. Make that your priority in your life. Two, do you feel comfortable in their worship? Like, do they worship in the similar way that you feel comfortable worshiping? Some people feel comfortable worshiping the Redback Emeralds. Some people feel comfortable worshiping to the uh, more contemporary music. Some people like the both. Right? Some people don't like any. Exactly. So make sure that you guys are kind of following into a worship style that you enjoy worshiping to. And then three, make sure it's a community that you want to be a part of. So one thing that I like to do, uh, actually Google the church. See what's going on. See how they've been into the news. Have they been introduced for something negative? Have they been into it positive? Go on to uh, things like Yelp. Go on to things like Facebook. Look at the reviews. Guys, why are these so important? Honestly, because if they have a negative attitude in the community, that's not a community you want to be a part of. All right, make sure that this church is being positive influence into the community, although they do. Make sure that you're able to be a part of this community to be able to partake in that goodness. Uh, something I heard someone say one time is to go to a local place like a gas station where there's a lot of traffic or uh, like a coffee shop or something and just go ask people about, hey, I'm looking for a church. What church would you recommend? Yeah. And or, you know, if you have a specific one in mind, go ask them about a specific one and get the actual word of mouth from people. Um, sometimes people will be more truthful that way mm-hmm. than they are on their normal online areas yeah. well one thing that i really uh realized because kaylee and i uh we actually were looking to become a pastor at this church a couple years back uh up in kentucky and as we were up there kind of looking around trying to find out about this church we got there a lot earlier we were kind of driving around the area trying to figure out what we liked about it did we see anything cool about it and then we stopped at a gas station which was a block down the street from the church and i looked and goes hey do you know anything about this church over here he looked at me and like oh no not Really, they don't do much. Well, that made me worried because I was looking to become their pastor. Well, they don't do much in their community. Then there's an issue when they're the only church in their community. That's really when you become having a problem. So, guys, make sure that you're looking at communities that are positive people that will be honest with you. If you're going to go ask the public, be ready to hear some uh, very negative things said. Not just about the fact that it's a church, but the fact that you're looking for a church. All right? But... One of my favorite things to do when it comes to for me looking to the church is I look at my friends and go, hey, where do you guys go? Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to invite you to the church. Go with them. Go have fun. Be comfortable with it. Enjoy the worship. If it's not for you, it's okay. You don't have to go back. But do whatever you can to find a community that's going to uplift you. So they need to be a Bible-believing and preaching church. 
They need to have worship that is comfortable for you. And they need to be a church that's about their community. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're really engaged with that kind of church. Does it matter denomination? No, really it doesn't. Uh, one thing that we really came to know when Kaylee and I, uh, you guys have to remember Kaylee and I come for two different Baptist denominations. We're a Baptist in general, but she's a regular Baptist when she was growing up. I was an independent fundamental Baptist. Here we are both working in a Southern Baptist church. All right, so now that we're Southern Baptists, we just be like, yes, we agree with what the Southern Baptists stand for, for their beliefs, for their, uh, for what the Baptist Faith of Message 2000 stands for. That's why we became a Southern Baptist. We agreed with those things. Kaylee kind of became a Southern Baptist by marriage, but it's okay. No. <laughs> but really, when I came to looking for the church, when I realized that the church I was in was not good for me, I realized that the Baptist Faith of Message was something I agreed with, so I went for it. Y'all look up these different denominations. Uh, Statement of faith. Find out what they're about. Look them up. A lot of churches have them placed on their website. Figure that out. If that's something you agree with, go with it. All right? It doesn't have to be Baptist. If you agree with the Methodists, go with Methodists, Episcopalians, Lutherans, uh, Presbyterians, Pentecostals, all of them. They're all out there. Church of God, Church of Christ. You know, there's different things that we come to agree with and disagree with. But the reality is all of us are going to lead you to Christ. If you believe that, hey, the Orthodox Catholics are where you want to go, go for it. If you think the Roman Catholics where you want to go, go for it. Make sure you're there to worship God and God the, the Almighty. Make sure everywhere that you go is very pertinent to your growth in, with Christ and in Christ. You'll be good to go. Yeah, I think there's probably some sort of website or something that probably gives all the major doctrinal statements of each denomination where you can compare and contrast to. Yeah, there probably is. I haven't found one, but it might be, it's probably something we can look up. Maybe we should make one. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Uh, we copyright that right now. Yeah, guys, uh, trademark. Uh, trademark, TM, TM. Uh, one of the big things, guys, also, you can go to like the major, some of the major denominations have their headquarters. Yeah. So the Southern Baptist Convention, their uh, headquarters is in Nashville, Tennessee. Where, on their website does have the Baptist Faith Message 2000. The Church of God uh, on this side of the world is in Cleveland, Tennessee. You can go over there and check their headquarters. They yeah. have their statement of faith on there as well. Yeah, the General Association for Regular Baptist Churches is in Chicago, I believe. And if you go on their website, you actually can find their uh, statement of faith as well. So, guys, make sure you check their headquarters, uh, check their websites. All of them will tell you what they believe. So, just check them out. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing bad or, you know, about choosing something else that maybe your friends don't go to. Yeah, exactly. If your friends don't go to it, that's okay. Y'all, the reality is this. Not all of us agree on every little thing. I was laughing. I was talking with my youth leaders the other day. And we disagree on some... uh, what we call secondary and tertiary doctrinal beliefs. There's things that are primary that are foundational to our faith. All of us have to agree on this to be Christian. Then you have some things that are like, okay, well, these are uh, the secondary will be things that are supplementary to the foundational that kind of make it more, kind of define it out and flesh out the ideas. Then the tertiaries, which are just really the, the functional things that we do. All right. We can disagree on how we do things, all we want to do. All right. How the worship services look like, what kind of music we look like, that's great. But when we disagree on Christ, God, the Godhead, all these major doctrines, what scripture is, y'all, how we get saved, when you start disagreeing on those kind of things, that's where we begin to have issues. So sometimes your friends are not going to agree with you on a lot of the tertiary and the secondary things on how we do things and what kind of add our way of flavoring some of the things. That's okay. If you don't want to go to that church, go to, don't go to that church. But make sure that you agree with them theologically on a foundational level. Make sure they're a Christian church if you're looking for a Christian church. All right. So the next question kind of goes with the first one. 
Uh, can we just worship at home instead of going to church? You can worship anywhere. I yes. worship in my car quite a bit. Yeah. But I will tell you this. If you worship at home and stop coming to church, mm-hmm. you're missing out on the gathering together of the saints. But what about creating a home church, Wayne? You sounded very, like, I, I, I don't want to say, like, negative towards that concept. <laughs> no, like, whenever you have a, uh, like, I always call it the home satellite churches. Uh, these people who use your your live stream and just like invite people over to the house. We're gonna watch it together, which is cool. It's a great idea, except for when the church is right down the block from your house. All right, go to the church. All right, what's the point of doing that? Just go. All right. Yeah. No, I I, I said that because we had a group of people growing up that created a home church because they didn't like one specific thing about our church. I think it was we had wooden pews that had no cushions, and they were like, "Ugh, pews," and so they went and had church at their house. Did they watch your stuff, or did they have something? We didn't else have to... live. That was that was like 2009. We didn't oh yeah, that have was before that. live stream. That <laughs> was before television. Back in the in the late 1800s. No, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I made a funny. No, uh, but I mean, it wasn't it, funny to anybody else. It became an issue because the guy who was leading the services quote services, um, he had a lot of doctrinal issues that we were very against in our church and he was preaching a lot of hate. And so they kind of just created a little hate group. And yeah, that, that's an issue. Yeah. That, that's a whole different issue. I don't think we're really going with that. I think uh, this question no. is really aimed towards uh, those who use like, okay, we worship on live stream instead of just coming yeah. to worship. <laughs> and I think like COVID has really taught us that, you know, it is a possibility. However, the gathering of Christians as a community is just so important. Yeah. Uh, don't never uh, forsake the gathering together of the saints is what we are taught in scripture. And the reason why that's so important is because uh, whenever we worship solely by ourselves, we're not ga- gathering that fellowship from brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not being uplifted by others around us. So it's really important to be in the church body. Y'all, one of the things that I always say, I run the live stream media team for our church here. And I hold this position. People look at me and go, Wayne, isn't that kind of counterproductive? No, not at all. The reality is there's a lot of people in our church who cannot make it to church. That live stream was designed for them. It's designed for the homebound. It's designed for the people who are sick and can't make it that day. Yeah, and I think like during COVID, it really helped us in a way because our church didn't completely shut down. Yeah, we never stopped. Like We were always having service every Sunday. Uh, every Wednesday, we were doing something. We had uh, a ministry being pushed out. That was one of the things that really kind of helped churches bounce back a lot, not just our church, but other churches around us and actually across the United States. Their live stream media really kind of pushed a, a platform for them to be able to step out and do great, amazing things for their church services. And since people saw us online, a lot of people came back to us when we reopened the doors and said, hey, we're going to be safe, and not just that. A lot of new people came to us because their churches shut down completely, and they started watching our live streams and fell in love with our ministries and with what the pastor was preaching about and what we were about, so they came to our church instead. You get a lot of that kind of comes out of this uh, live stream media, which is awesome. I mean, we have people... All over the world right now watching our live streams. People overseas, people over on this side of the country, people up in the Midwest, over on the uh, East Coast and on the West Coast as well. Yeah, it's amazing to see what's going on in, uh, with that live stream media. However, when we use it in replacement of church, mm-hmm. it becomes an issue because it's not meant to replace the church. It's meant to be able to give you a source of the gospel, a source of the word of God when you have access to nothing else. Mm-hmm. If you can get up and come to church, get up and come to church. And get up and go to the church down the street. Like, if you're out of town and you said, hey, we're going to go to church. Instead of watching the live stream, there's a local church down the street. Go to the local church down the street. 
make a difference, be a part of the community, because it's really important to see what these people will do in your lives and how worshiping together really does change the dynamic. Because a lot of times what happens is when we're doing the live stream media, and this is not 100% of the time, I know this is just kind of a general assumption, general uh, grabbing of here, but whenever you're watching it, you don't generally sing the songs along, along with everybody. Yeah. Whenever you're listening to the preacher, sometimes you're doing other things while the preacher's preaching. Mm-hmm. And you kind of give them half your attention. So it's a good way to help discipline yourself is by being here in the building. So you have to worship along with them so that you are having to listen to them. You can be distracted all you want, but you're more intentive to listen to them. Yeah, I think of when we at church, you know, y'all were doing the services during COVID, when COVID was really rampant during our in our community. And you came to church to do the live stream, but I was had to stay home because there were only specific people were going to be at church. Mm-hmm. And I know for personally, it was a real struggle trying to pay attention when I knew, oh, I need to go get the dishes done. Oh, I need to swap laundry. Oh, I need to do all these things. I need to prepare lunch. So when you come home, lunch is ready. You know, all these different things were really a distraction from the gospel itself. Yeah. And so that's why we really kind of push for this mentality. Guys, if you know the church, go to the church. Because you're right. It, does, it, it becomes a big distraction because you're in your own environment. Yeah, it's one of the things uh, they always tell you uh, whenever you're kind of started off your own business or whenever you become educated, uh, don't study on your bed. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're studying at a desk. Why? Because the desk is designed for your own work. It's designed for you to be there to study. When you're on your bed, that's a place for you to relax and get ready to sleep so you won't pay as much attention to your work as you would at the desk. It's the same thing when we look at worship. When you worship on your couch, that's a place where you've been relaxing, playing video games, doing all this other nonsense in your life, like watching the sports and stuff like that. The sports. The sports. <laughs> but whenever it comes down to whenever you get up and go to church, you know, that's the place you still go to worship. It's a house of worship. It's a place that is designed specifically for that purpose in your life. So you get up and you go there to worship. Whenever we have our doors open and you make it come because it's so important to be a part of that to make sure you're focused in, but that you're a part of that body of believers you're worshiping towards the point. Also for this, you can't serve in the church when you're not at the church and the lord calls us the church is not meant to be ran by just they always had this phrase 90 percent of the work of the church is done by 10 percent of the people that's a huge issue 90 percent of the work should be done by 90 percent of the people 10 percent should maybe be held to the staff all right whatever whatever you really want to do that breakdown with but when you are not in in the church you cannot be involved in the church in that way So make sure you're coming and actively being a part of it, being a part of the group, because it will make a difference not only in your life, but in other lives by giving giving you opportunities to be able to give them the gospel. Mm -hmm. So come to church, guys. But what's our next verse? What do we got here? All right. This one might trigger some. Should we confront people who make outside activities a priority over church? Please do. I'm going to say that again. Please do. Whatever in history of the church, let's just go down this path first. The church was the primary focus of the town. I mean, not only was it the the church, but it would have been the schoolhouse, it would have been the town hall. Mm-hmm. There was a purpose. The church is what the town revolved around. Yeah. And it's where we had a community of believers because church was so important in the lives is where everything else big happened. Well, if you didn't go to church, you were like shunned. Yeah, well we're yeah. But we're not gonna talk about shunning people right now. <laughs> But cause that kind of goes against my purpose here. Uh, but, but you know what I mean, though? Like, literally everyone 
it was a part of the community. Yeah. It was what you're supposed to do. It was Everyone the culture. relied on it. But what happened was after that, we began uh, splitting things off from the church. It was okay. I mean, city and state, yeah, they need to have their own buildings, so they have their own office spaces and stuff like that. Cool. All right. Do it. But what happened was uh, instead of the church being the center of the town, it became kind of on the side of the town. Well, now it's more of a track for them to get to church. Then what happened was church became off of different communities. We started splitting off, making different churches in different communities, making it more accessible. But because it became so accessible, people were like, oh, yeah, great. I can go to this church or this church. And so they make, started making decisions. The reality is parents started going, okay, well, then I'm just not going to, you know what, sleeping in the Sunday would be great. And so they started choosing one Sunday a year they wouldn't go to church. Well, that developed into one uh, the next generation was one Sunday a month I won't go to church. Well, that developed into the next uh, service of one Sunday a month I'll go to church. And then now it's, okay, I'll go to church on Christmas and Easter. Then it's going to be, why do we go to church in the first place? Guys, the reality is when we don't make church a priority in our lives, it's not going to be a priority for our kids. Our kids are less likely to go to church. 72% more likely to go to church if the father is active in the church. 92% more likely to go to church if both parents are active in the church. So there's a huge jump whenever parents are saying church is important. Whenever you make God a priority in your life, you're making a priority for your kid. When you don't make it a priority in your life, your kid is less likely to go. So when you let them, I'm going to say this, when you let them choose sports, you let them choose outside activities, and guys, these things are important for growth and for their college experience. I get that too. But when you let them choose that over God, I have to ask you what's more important in your life. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, what, like one in a million chance your child will be a superstar in sports, but there's a one in one chance that your child will spend eternity somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's going to be the one in one chance that they're going to be before, before the great wife out of judgment. Yeah. So, so which one's more important to you? And I think it, like, it's not just in our church. It, You know, our society in itself, you know, we put so much emphasis on other things like success in sports and success in different things, and they forget about church. And it's almost, like, silly that your kids go to church whenever the doors are open. And, you know, I think, honestly, there's been a big change educationally just by, you know, I'm a teacher, so I notice there is a huge difference in... Uh, commitment to outside things at school, even if your kids are not committed to church. Because I look at, you know, some kids that I've taught over the years, and if they were involved in church, they were more likely to be committed to my outside activities that I had for my class versus other kids who chose to have something else over church. Yeah, I'll hardly agree because it's one thing that happens whenever you're allowing your kid to not be committed to something. It really teaches them that I don't have to be committed to anything. Mm-hmm. And it's a really kind of a huge struggle there. But especially when you're uh, pursuing, when you're making things more important to them, uh, when you're making your own comfort more important than your kids, uh, let's say your kids' afterlife here, or even for your own afterlife, when you make other things important, you're, we have what's called idolatry in the church. You're making that more important for yourself over worshiping God the Almighty. When in reality, one way or another, you're meeting Christ on the throne. If you believe in, in if you believe in Him or not, you'll be before the White Throne of Judgment. So it is up to you to make that priority. So when your friends are choosing other things outside the church, when you're making when they're making other things more important, please call them out. Call them to the carpet. Tell them, hey, dude, this is what you're doing. This is what the reality is. Show them kind of the errors of the way. Are you going to make them mad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always, 
there was a phrase when I was working for a suicide hotline for a while back. It's like, I'd rather have a mad friend than a dead friend. The reality is, I'd rather have a mad friend who is better in relationship with Christ than I would have a friend who's on his way to hell. Mm-hmm. So that's really where you have to come down to a point. What is more important to you, that friendship or their eternal life? To me, their eternal life always is more important. Yeah, and you know, if you're an adult and you're listening to this and you know, like, maybe you run a theater group at school or you run some sort of activity that you know is going to be a huge time commitment don't make fun of kids that say hey i have church on wednesday nights i need to be there and don't give them lesser roles or think that they're less committed because they are choosing church yeah don't give grief for people worshiping their god yeah i mean the reality is is if we did that to any other faith there'd be a lawsuit oh yeah and I'm not trying to go down this political route that Christians are being persecuted. No, it's just about Christianity has been uh, put into our community, into our society for so long that it's now become a secondary item. But the other things are kind of being brought up to light faster. So we're kind of made a secondary objective or secondary uh, priority. There we go. Whenever we come into this kind of build of what is important to them, when they're saying, hey, I'm going to church, and I'm going to be there on Wednesday nights, they're looking to you. I'm going to be, I'm going to be committed every other day. You can promise you that that kid's going to be there come hell or high water every other day. Because they looked at you and said, hey, you're letting me have my Wednesdays where I can worship Jesus. I'm going to give you every other day that I can. Let me be sick. Let me have a broken leg. I'll be at practice. I have seen kids like that so much. And something that's really inspired me is I had a kid has a uh, had a broken leg. His knees were going bad is really what happened. But he broke his leg while he was at football practice. He was a very faithful member on Wednesday nights. And he was at practice Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. He couldn't play, but he was there because he told the coach, you gave me Wednesdays, I'm going to be there every other night. Yeah. So coaches, teachers, directors, whatever you want to be, make sure you allow these kids to have their worship time because they're going to be committed to you no matter what. Yeah, and, you know, I just think of, like, when we were kids, I know, like, I grew up in a community that was very Christian. Uh, there was a lot of different Christian churches, but our coaches and teachers and everything made sure that we could do Wednesday night things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like, I know I was one of those kids who went to church every Wednesday night for youth. Um, but I also took private voice lessons that would cut me out on another day of the week, but that didn't stop them from letting me pursue those things. No. So we just worked around my schedule, but I was there every single other time for the sporting things even though I didn't play the sport. So I was just the manager. But, I, you know, I was there, and I was committed. And so I think we just need to make sure as adults who make decisions like that, too, like let kids have the opportunities to go to church. Don't run your practice until 7 o'clock Wednesday night. Cut out early. What is it really going to do if you have that extra hour? My When I was in high school, one of the things that I did, one of the activities, I was a part of the drill team. I was uh, MCJRTC program. I did a lot of marching and uh, platoon group, drills and stuff like that. And we practiced Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. A lot of times we were there from 3, uh, 15 to 5 o'clock every day. Church started at 6. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. My sergeant major made it a purpose that on Wednesdays we got out at 4. He said it might be 45 minutes practice, but we're going to be out of here by 4. The reason why was because he knew that it was important for us to go to church. He was a good Christian man, too, which really kind of helped the thing. The thing was, is we sacrificed more time than a lot of other people did on that drill team floor, and we came out on top every time. We were champions. 
it was not necessarily the fact that you know, I do believe God blessed our drill team because Sergeant Major made a purpose for us to have Wednesday nights off to be able to go worship. But I think it was very important as well because the other nights, or when we walked in on Wednesdays, we hit the ground running. We were practicing everything we could and put it on the drill deck every opportunity because we knew we had a limited time. Mm-hmm. But we made a commitment to stop so other people can worship. When it came to youth, oh, to my show choir that I was a part of, we're the same way. We practiced. It was not meant to interfere with with church. The reason why, like, we would have practiced from like four to six every night, four to seven. When it came, uh, actually, when it came to competition, we were there from four to eight. Go get dinner, come back. We were just going. Is that for Wednesdays? We're out at five. Go to church. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We might not have been champions, but we competed well. But it's because we poured everything we could into it, onto the deck, every time we did it. Because it's what we're supposed to do. So guys, make commitments to these things. And you know, parents, put your foot down. If you want your kids in church, put your foot down. To those coaches, be like, my child will not be there. And if they put up a fuss, go to your school board. Yeah. Well, the reality is, if they look at you and go, well, they can't be first string, you look at your son and go, fine, you're not going to be first string. Maybe you need to choose a different place to play sports. Yeah. Or if you want to keep, keep playing sports there, let me go ahead and throw that. If you want to keep playing sports there, you don't have to be first string. There's a lot of second and third string people who get scholarships to go to college and play football because they made a commitment, because they still show skills. You don't always have to be first string. Well, what's our next question? All right. Any advice for visiting a church for the first time? Ah, visit a church for the first time. Best thing I can tell you is to go and talk to the pastor. Yeah, make sure you can figure out who the pastor is. Yeah, Kaylee, we're gonna get this whole like make sure they're dressing right now. We're not gonna go down. No, that we're not going today. on that. But you but, know, make sure you're looking throughout the congregation. Show up a few minutes early and see if you can figure out who it is. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do is make sure you check out their website first. A lot of churches have a good website. If they don't have a good website, probably because they're an older church and don't know how to make a good website. Mm-hmm. But guys, check them out. Look on the website. See if you can find any pictures. Research them. Make sure it's something you want to go after. Whenever you walk into the church, walk up. Find the pastor, look at him, greet you, introduce yourself, tell him what you are, tell him who you are. The reason why that's so important is because they're going to tell you everything you really need to know right there and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can't greet you or really talk to you, uh, talk to the greeters at the door. Talk to one of the people who are in charge of helping get people situated. Ask them, hey, where's a good place to sit too? They'll keep you from sitting in somebody else's chair. <laughs> but honestly, just ask questions. Introduce yourself. Because when you do that, they really have a good time being able to interact with you. Getting to know you guys, I uh, Sunday night mornings you'll find me running around like a chicken with the head cut off as I am getting everything else set up. Getting the youth ministry uh, started for Sunday school, then going get ready the media, getting the media team ready to go. Whenever I'm in this kind of mode where I'm running around, my favorite thing is when somebody walks up and goes, "Hey," uh, and they introduce me, "Hey, pastor, this is such and such." I will stop everything, shake their hand, tell them, "Hey, it's nice to meet you. This is who I am. Very great. great. Glad you guys could come. Do you have any questions?" All right, very quick spiel. The reason why is I want to make sure they're here to be able to have a good time for worship. If you guys ask your pastors or ask the greeters, they're going to make sure you have a great opportunity to worship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what the importance of a good website is, is that you can kind of look on there. They might have pictures posted of their normal Sunday, or maybe you get a video, that'd be best, of their normal Sunday uh, services. And so you can kind of get a feel on how I should dress so you don't feel uncomfortable that way maybe you're too underdressed too overdressed um you know you'll get a sense of the worship style the preaching style and you can choose from there yeah or call the church 
So, hey, yeah. I'm in the area. I'm looking for a church to go to. Can you give me some information about services and different things? Oh, yeah. I mean, because generally your pastors will be in the office. If, it's, if he's not bivocational, generally will be in the office. But you can leave a message. Holler at him. Do all you can do. Or, you know, now with live stream being so popular. Yeah, you're right. Check out the live stream from last week. Save it something you're, you're interested in. And if I can give you any last minute advice, we're running out of time. If I can give you any last minute advice here, this is what I would say. Bring your friend with you. Yes. Because it's so much easier to go to church when you have somebody there that you know. So bring them with you. Let, be uncomfortable together. Have fun. But if you don't have that kind of friend, make your friend. It's really, really fun. But guys, thank you so much for sending in your questions this week. We've truly enjoyed uh, being able to answer and go back and forth with them a little bit this week. I ask you guys to please keep sending your questions in. And hey, if you have any fun church stories, please send them in. Because we have some really awesome ones that are coming up. And we want to use them for our podcast. So if you guys have them, send them to us. Kaylee, how can they send them to us? You can send them via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AskRevPodcast on TikTok at Rev.Wayne or our email AskRevPodcast at gmail.com. That is AskRevPodcast at gmail.com. So what is an example of a funny story to tell uh, to send into the podcast? How about I tell you this one? Uh, we were on a youth trip one time. And as we were driving down the road, uh, one of the kids who has... Uh, very, very bad farts. Oh, no. Like, it's like the worst farts you'll ever imagine. <laughs> I thought you'd save this one. Oh, no, I'm going to use this one today. <laughs> hey, but what happened was we were driving up to go to a youth retreat. All of a sudden, I just get a message, hey, we're pulling over, and we're pulling over now. And we're like, okay. So he pulled over. I, we pulled up behind them and pulled over. Uh, I walk up to the bus line. I was going on. Both windows are down on the side of the bus. The door is open. One of my youth leaders is over in the ditch puking for one of them to tell me that he farted on the bus. And here he is at the back of the bus just cackling up a storm. So, guys, stories like this, we find them hilarious. Y'all, send in your well, stories. They're not funny in the moment, but... They're hilarious they in the moment, just not for everybody else who's involved. But, but guys, if you're interested, there is a part two to that story. Hold on, there is a part two to that story. But guys, please send in your stories. We'd love to be able to answer them and be able to... Uh, not answer them, but be able to tell them on the podcast. If you have any more questions, please send them in, too, as well, so we can answer those as well. And <laughs> let's get those uh, places again. we got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at AskRevPodcast, TikTok, at Rev.Wayne, and our email, AskRevPodcast at gmail.com. That's AskRevPodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for joining in with us this week. Guys, until next time, we love you so much. Bye! Bye!